Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I got a fantastic episode filled with wisdom bombs for you today. And today we're pressing the reset button on stress management. Guys, we really need to jump off of the stress management bandwagon and really need to build stress resilience, the stamina so that we can overcome stress and have permanent relief, not just these temporary and fleeting moments of peace. So stress is a rising epidemic everywhere. It's like, hide your kids because it's going to come after you. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. doesn't matter where you live, what your job is. doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. We are all freaking stressed out, guys. And this is definitely a given for mom. Stress of being short on time, stress of the big things like finances and the health of your children, and then feeling not good enough. You know, stress is pervasive in every aspect of our life. Stress freaking sucks. It's uncomfortable. We want to get rid of it. And so we're endlessly seeking these stress management strategies. But we have come to believe that stress is just a normal part of our life. It's unavoidable, period, end of story. And then we try to go on to find stress management techniques. Maybe it's that glass of wine, or maybe it's binging on Real Housewives or having that yummy piece of dark chocolate. Or we could engross ourselves in reading tons and tons of spiritual books and drinking green juices and going to bar classes. You know, we have a lot of different ways that we believe that we can cope and manage stress. But the dulling effects of these techniques are very short-lived, right? Like how long does the high of the yoga class truly last? You enter back into your real life and then you're faced with the same problems and you react in the same way. So the stress always returns. And it's difficult because we're trying to manage and raise our energy and receptivity, but we're not finding the solutions to these problems that are causing us stress. Stress is the greatest aspect that strips our joy of motherhood in life. And the reality is many of us mamas don't even do anything to address the stress until we're literally on the brink of burnout, when it starts affecting our relationships with our kids and our partners and our loved ones. It's when we can't handle any more stress or setbacks or disappointments, when our energy is completely and utterly drained and our mental bandwidth is completely depleted, that's when we look for help. When stress is dominating your lifestyle and you're living a stressful life with fleeting moments of peace, that's when we look for solutions. And to be honest with you guys, is this can be too late at times because the stress has become pervasive. So burnout is not the time when you look for stress management tools. Burnout is the sign that it's gone way too far, that you're staggering through life, trying to make it one day at a time until you hit the sheets and only to wake up and do it over and over again. This is what zaps your energy, makes you moody, and it's literally stealing our joy. 
So if you feel like your life has become this culmination of like you can't remember what your last meal was, you feel like you're agreeing to do things even though you don't really want to do them, it feels like you're living the same day over and over again, getting a lot of stuff done, yet you don't feel fully refreshed or accomplished. And if this is what you call your normal life, like you're constantly complaining that you're busy, you're so tired, how frustrated you are, how your kids are driving you crazy, and you aren't really, when you have a break, you're not coming back to your real life with true solutions for long-lasting relief, well, then you're not living your best life. You know, how can we say that we're living our best life that is the happiest, that's the most uh, satisfying if we aren't experiencing peace on a daily basis? basis. Gandhi says there is no path to peace. Peace is the path. So we need to cultivate this feeling of peace every single day. It's not this ending or this outcome or this experience someday when our kids grow up or someday when all the bills are paid and my mortgage is paid. It's not out there. It's about cultivating that every single day. And that peace is what the true antidote of combating stress that we experience in our life. Now, back in March of 2019, I did my first speech of actually incorporating Ayurveda into yoga and mindfulness to classrooms. I speak at this event every single year. It was uh, an annual yoga symposium in New Jersey schools at Rowan University. And so I was a little nervous about incorporating Ayurveda and how that affects stress in students and uh, with teachers and staff and using the right yoga and mindfulness and meditation tools to help build stress resilience. And let me tell you, the feedback that I got was outstanding because I think we're really looking for these long-term solutions and not just these like offshoots of like, sometimes that makes me feel good and sometimes that doesn't. So I started the speech with one of the most dynamic and eye-opening definitions of stress that I've actually ever heard. You know, if you think about it, like define stress, it's really hard. Like we'll think like, oh, it's anxiety or it makes when you feel, when it feels overwhelming and uncomfortable, but these are all symptoms of stress. And of course, I can't take credit for this definition, but seeing everybody's eyes light up and like their pencils racing like crazy, I knew that it sparked an aha moment in so many of them. And I wanted to share this with you guys because it was equally an aha for me. So the filmmaker Shaker Kapoor interviewed the yogi, mystic, and visionary Sadhguru and asked him, can you give us a definition of what stress really is? And Sadhguru said it so eloquently. He said, you know, when I went to America a few years ago, I just couldn't understand why everywhere I went, everybody was talking about stress management. Because in his understanding, we manage the things that are precious and valuable to us. You know, we manage our business and our home and our family and our money and our wealth and our children. We manage all those things because they're very deeply valuable to us. That's why we put the time and energy to manage it. So why would anybody want to manage stress? He said, I came to the conclusion that we have determined that stress is a natural and necessary part of our life. Stress is not a part of your life. Stress is an aspect of life that's making lives extremely bitter. 
Stress is simply a sign that there is friction in our system. We don't know how to manage our mind, our bodies, our emotions, our energy. We don't know how to manage our physical and energetic system, and that's why we experience stress. Stress is simply the inability to manage the system. It is not a function of the work that we do or outside life situations that we have. If you think about it, you know, ask anyone. People who are CEOs are stressed out. Teachers also complain that they're stressed out. Cashiers at grocery stores are stressed out. Working moms are stressed. Stay-at-home moms are stressed. Even if you ask someone who's unemployed, they're stressed. So if you're suffering in your job, well, then quit your job. Would the stress be eliminated? Absolutely not. You would then be stressed out. Oh my gosh, am I going to make my bills? Then you stress out that you don't have a job. And then there's other times that like stay-at-home moms take the grass is greener when you're a working mom. And working moms think the grass is greener when you're a stay-at-home mom. But each individual has their own level of stress. Like nothing is less stressful, right? And so the fact that your job doesn't stress you out, motherhood doesn't stress you out, it's like it's not something outside of you. It's something within you and how you're perceiving that experience that causes stress. Now, I want you to think about it this way, right? So what we're seeking, every single experience that we are having, every single choice that we're making is trying to lead us to more happiness, to more pleasure, to living a more satisfied life. So if you think about it this way, right, like what is the happiest moment that you could think of? And a lot of people would say, like as moms, like, you know, holding your baby for the first time or, you know, having a baby is probably one of the most miraculous and happiest moments in their life. And you would think this is universal. But think about it this way. There are some people out there who don't want to be pregnant, who don't want to have kids. So having a baby is not the happiest moment in their life. They could have maybe been raped and then got pregnant, or maybe they just don't want to have children and it's, you know, going to mess with their life plans. It doesn't really matter. We're not judging that. It's just that we take a, a, an instance in life of having a baby and think that it's the happiest moment. Well, it's happy for some people and it's stressful for others. So that shows you how life circumstances are all determined, the stress of it or the happiness of it is all determined by something inside of us. Happiness essentially is when something outside of you and your life experiences match exactly what it is you want, then we feel happy. But the minute life shows us something or gives us an experience of something that we don't want, that manifests stress, friction. We start struggling with life. We try to control things and we wonder why aren't people behaving the way that we want them to? Why isn't life showing up the way that we want it to? And we start this inner battle and struggle with life, this lack of acceptance, this control, this, and that's how anxiety breeds. So think about it in that respect. Stress is all an internal experience. It's not about fixing anything outside of you. It's about fixing our inner situation and restoring inner balance with the right tools. 
So stress is simply just showing that there's not enough flow. There's not enough lubrication in your body or this machinery to move in an easy way. We're essentially blocking our energy through our chakras and our energy systems when we resist what's happening in life. We are creating a stoppage of energy flow and that's what's creating friction because the energy that wants to flow naturally through us, the prana, the life force energy, is not able to flow. So when we move through life just functioning by accident, everything feels stressful. It's like getting in your car without a steering wheel and then you want it to turn left, but how do you make it do that? Or you have a steering wheel and every time you turn right, it turns left. Like it's the opposite. You know, that's really stressful if you were driving a car like that. And essentially that's kind of how we're running our body and our physical mechanism. We don't know how to use it. We don't understand what to make it feel balanced. And we are just moving through life just by chance. And that's why we feel stressed out because we have this this technology, this machinery that is so magnificent over thousands of years of evolution, yet we don't know how to use it. It's like we have this machine with no owner's manual and we never chose to read the owner's manual. So we're just like pressing different buttons, hoping that it will work properly. So let's get this super, super duper clear. Stress is not because of the nature of the activities that you perform or external life situations. Stress is simply the inability to manage your own system, your energy, your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts. So what other people may feel is stressful, you might not feel it stressful. You might breeze through it. So it's not situational. But here's the thing. Our bodies are truly incredible. If we listen to them and we get mindful, they speak to us about what is not functioning correctly. And so it will tell us exactly what we need and how to balance it. All we got to do is lay off the shamps and the Netflix and getting like crazy over-exercising at Pure Bar and Orange Theory and getting off of Instagram so we can fully listen to its messages. And that's why I really believe this whole mindfulness kick is really, really, really big. You know, it mindfulness is not the antidote to stress. Mindfulness is the starting point. This is the awareness of being able to tune in and listen to our body. And then the next step is knowing the right tools to use once you're able to evaluate quickly what your body's telling you. And so the true antidote to stress really is the blending of yoga, yogic practices, which include meditation, pranayama, which is the breathing, affirmations, visualizations, yoga, asana postures, and Ayurvedic principles and lifestyles that build in stress preventative techniques through diet and self-care and lifestyle choices. So for those of you who may not know what Ayurveda is, Ayurveda is the lesser known sister science of yoga. It is the oldest holistic health system, which is all about achieving optimal health and well-being through mind-body balance. So as I went on this yoga and meditation journey, I was practicing for the past eight years and then having a child that was turning from infant newborn, you know, newborn infant to toddler, 
when you have a toddler, you are more aware of how triggered that you get. And I was wondering, you know, why is it that sometimes I can stay calm and sometimes I completely lose it? You know, my yoga and meditation was not enough. And that's when miraculously the divine brought in Ayurveda into my life. And I really realized that this is the missing link that we we can't practice yoga and meditation without Ayurveda to experience the full benefit of that balance, to have our system flowing in ease and essentially eliminating stress from our body so that our body and our mind can function at its optimal level. So yoga is not just about, you know, flexibility and these like crazy yoga poses and uh, a light form of gentle exercise. Yoga at its core is designed to use your body and the geometry of our body to hold it in a certain way, kind of like an antenna, so that is aligned with the cosmic geometry. When we hold our body in certain ways, energy can flow more freely. And when energy is flowing more freely, there is more ease and restfulness in our body. Hence, there is no stress. We are able to download wisdom. We're able to tap into our mommy intuition. We're able to hold ourselves in our power when we're around toxic people or low vibe people or low vibe situations or conversations. We are able to stand in our power without getting disheveled and decentered based on what's happening in the political climate, what's happening in the world, what's happening in your home. One of the biggest things that I've learned through Ayurveda, and Ayurveda has a lot of wisdom around stress, is that there cannot be one-size-fit-all practices for every single individual because we all experience stress differently. So we all need different tools. So this whole generic take deep breaths or do this yoga posture, it doesn't recognize that everyone experiences stress differently in their body. Yoga and meditation really helps us gain control and balance in our mind and body. But the other aspect of Ayurveda is understanding what our dosha type is, how to recognize your body is out of balance and what kind of stress you're experiencing and how to balance that stress. And so Ayurveda really promotes that we have to get our body in a state of restfulness. Now I'm not talking about restfulness just when you're sleeping. Yes, there are proper techniques and like going to sleep by 10 o'clock because that's when between the hours of 10 and 2 you get the most restorative sleep. So if you're awake anytime past 10, the, the restorativeness of the sleep that you're going to get is not as powerful. So that's one aspect of it that Ayurveda teaches about. But the other aspect of restfulness is about how you conduct yourself the other waking hours of your day. And so I really look at it, you know, I think of like when I think of our body being a mechanism, I like to think of it as a Porsche Cayenne because that is like my dream car and I'm full of luxury. So whatever your luxurious car is, imagine that's what your body is, right? Would you give it junky fuel? Would you not take your Porsche Cayenne for servicing? No, you would treat your your mechanism, your car, this beautiful, you know, body in this machine with all the intention that it needs so that it can run optimally. Now think about if you're a Porsche Cayenne, you're running at 5,000 RPMs 
every single day, you're going to wear it out faster, right? And it's the same thing with us. When we're constantly going from a frazzle state, we're in our fight and flight over little things every single day. It's like our pulse rate is at 5,000 RPMs. It's we're working ourselves our body's working harder, energy can't move more efficiently, and then we try to compensate it with more sleep, and then we wake up just as tired and exhausted. That's a pure sign that we're not functioning at our optimal level when you go to sleep exhausted and you wake up exhausted. Yes, our bodies and like our cars, we need rest. We can't be running them like crazy. Like what if you left your car on all the time? What would happen, right? your car would die significantly quicker. That's what we're doing with our body when we're staying up super late, when we're doing, 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 doing without any breaks throughout the day. We're essentially keeping our engines on every single moment of the day. And yes, of course we crave it to like turn us off, but it's not going to be as efficient because we've overused our car, overused our body and our system. And so to create absolute ease in your body throughout the day, we have to find ways that lowers all our pulse. We have to find ways that our body works more efficiently so that the amount of residual stress that builds up in our physical body is very minimum and you feel more peace every single day. And the result is that you will feel more rebooted, recharged. Your body system will feel rested. Your mind will have more clarity. And that is not just at certain moments of your day. You will recognize even when you do mess up how to quickly reshift. Because it's not about perfection, y'all. This is really about mastering and working towards it. So I don't want you to think like, I'm never going to scream again. I'm never going to get anxious again. I'm never going to feel tired again. These are signs that you'll be able to quickly recognize "Mm, things are some of the choices that I made have gotten me off off path. So I need to just do this. And as you build these preventative techniques into your life, you then can easily um, navigate your life and come back to center because you're being more mindful. You're able to check in numerous, numerous times a day. Am I experiencing mental stress, emotional stress, physical stress? And so the way that Ayurveda explains stress is simply that there is a dosha imbalance in your mind and body that we need to take a closer look at, and that's what's creating stress in our body. And so doshas are essentially energies that we all have. There are three uh, energies, um, vata, pitta, and kapha. And your mind body type, we all have our unique consistency of the balance of these three doshas within us from the time of our birth. And that's called prakruti. And so when our balance is off, what we are currently experiencing the state is our vakruti. And To get yourself in a rebalanced, stressless, de-stressed state is getting the imbalanced dosha back in balance. And so we might, for example, like I'm predominantly vata with kapha as my secondary, but there are times that I could have significant Bitha, which is fire and anger, um, you know, imbalances. So it doesn't mean that we all experience it, all three of these energies at different times. These energies are constantly in movement um, every single day. And so it's like based on what we eat and how we sleep and what we think and our emotions, you know, these are constantly in play. And it's always about recognizing what's out of balance and getting it in balance. So those show a 
between the doshas, like the vata dosha is all space and air. Think of wind. It is constantly moving. It is about, um, you know, the movement of thoughts. You move quickly. And the stress that vata is, is mental stress. It's a lot of movement in the in our mind, so it manifests as this anxiety, overthinking, your mind racing, and your body excess air is constipation, gas, digestion issues. Think about it, like bloating. This is all extra air in your body. Pitta is all related to the elements of fire and water. Fire is um, related to Agni, like all the foods that we eat and everything that we do, big part of Ayurveda is keeping your Agni or your inner fire strong. This is your digestive fires, right? They talk a lot about gut health is, um, there's a lot of power of like how uh, balanced your gut health is to your mind. And the reason is, is that it's not just the digestive ability of your food, it's how you can digest thoughts and emotions and what you're taking in on a daily basis. How can you quickly transmute that so it doesn't dislodge, doesn't get stuck in your energy field. And the third is kapha, which is earth and water. So it's very dense and grounded and motherly and nurturing. And so this is a heavier dosha. And when this is out of balance, this is all lethargy and want to just Netflix and chill guys and like eat, you know, Trader Joe's, peanut butter, dark chocolate um, cups and just want to be sedentary and sleep and you're tired and so um oh I didn't mention pita imbalances is emotional stress which is all um anger impatience uh frustration so the practice of Ayurveda is dedicating to balancing these doshas to maintain our health and well-being once these doshas are out of balance it causes stress and if they're not put into balance over a period of time, that is what manifests into dis-ease, diseases, right? So the dis-ease is in your body. And when we don't fix those uh, dosha imbalances, it's going to manifest as illnesses. So the number one thing is just recognizing what stress you're experiencing. So a mindfulness reset is like, am I experiencing mental stress? And like, bringing your hand to your forehead and just saying, am I experiencing mental stress? Placing your hand on your heart. Am I feeling emotional stress? Does it feel heavy? Is your, are you feeling heat, anger? And your tummy, am I feeling physical stress? Are you feeling tired and drained and lack of energy, burned out? So, you know, there are specific yoga practices for and meditation practices for each dosha type and each stress type. Now, if I went into every single one, this would be like a 17 hour podcast. So I definitely will do individual podcasts for each like mental stress, emotional stress, physical stress. But this is actually also the content um, of the book that I'm currently writing, because to recognize what stress you're experiencing quickly, and then knowing the right tools is crucial. But the first step is really changing our mindset into what stress really is, moving out of the stress management to the stress resilience. And your takeaway really is, is now being mindful and recognizing the practice of 
checking in with yourself. When you feel any sort of discomfort or dis-ease within your body, it's like taking that 30-second reset to be mindful and check in. And you can even physically, like I said, place your hand on your, your head, your heart, and your belly. And you'll be able to quickly recognize, you know, do I feel like heaviness in my mind, heaviness in my chest, or do I feel completely like sluggish and drained? Mental, emotional, and physical stress. Really start getting into the practice of recognizing what stress you're experiencing. So I really hope this serves you well. I know there's a lot of information and we have so much more that we can dive into this, but I really don't want to overwhelm you. But if you did find value to this, definitely head over to the iTunes store and leave a review and uh, rate this podcast. That would mean so, so much to me. And as a free gift and a heartfelt thank you, just take a screenshot of your review and email it over to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And I will send you my seven day stress detox course for free. You will start learning some of these tools that I'm talking about that you can use for mental stress, physical stress, and emotional stress based on Ayurveda and yoga. So if you really want to take the next step um, and you don't want to wait for the next podcast or you don't want to wait for my book, this is where you want to start because these will break down um, these tools that you can do in three minutes or less to help you start building this stress resilience and build at least one tool into your life every single day and start getting accustomed to recognizing what stress you're experiencing and doing the tool quickly after so that you are resetting yourself and over a period of time you'll just wake up in the morning and know this is the tool that I need because this is what I'm feeling or you might wake up feeling alive refreshed amazing and you're like oh I feel like everything is in balance and you'll feel that just natural boost of energy and vibrancy that no food no sleep it's just this tapping into this inner energy reserve that we have Thank you so much for tuning in and I will check you on the next episode of Time in Talks.